You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Prospect Pipeline podcast for Season 39. Uh, unfortunately, Lord Parkwad couldn't make it today as uh, he's celebrating dinner with his sister. So happy birthday to Parkwad's sister, and I hope they all enjoy their dinner. Uh, so it's just going to be me hosting this week, uh, Zodiac.exe, uh, and I'm joined by our one rookie guest this week, uh, Leo Livid, also known as Daylight. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Zodiac. How are you? I'm doing all right. That's good. That's good. Uh, so I guess I'm going to start with the obvious question. How did you find out about the PBE? That's, uh, it's actually a funny story. I, um, I have a friend who used to do sim leagues, which I'm going to keep his, like, name secret because he told me to. It's, it, I found it funny. Um, but yeah, a friend told me about it and said he think I like it. And in fact, I love it. It's This is thick. But yeah, he told me about it. I looked it up, found it. And yeah, now I'm here. All right, out of here, like, what, what's the main thing that kind of sold you to try it out and fell in love and what caused you to fall in love with it? I, uh, just the fact that I can create a fictional player in a fictional league, that player could be literally anything. I mean, my player is the Walking Dead, so it's, it's just like, I mean, who wouldn't want to kind of live out a fantasy, like a fictional baseball career? Just a sick idea, sick concept, great. Yeah, no, I, I honestly looked at the index at first, and I was like, this is wicked advanced, and that's kind of what hooked me, looking on how, like, yeah. Like, yeah, like, how deep the statistics go and what's yeah, tracked no. and carried over and saved from previous seasons. Yeah, I saw I saw the index, and I was, like, amazed by it. Then I saw the stream, and that was, like, when I was, like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this. But yeah. For sure, and... Absolutely my favorite thing to do as a rookie was to just waste a night digging through the index and learning about different things like, you know, previous teams, who's won championships. Uh, I think I opened the history thing at least four times and have been on it for more than at least an hour and a half. It's so much fun. And it saves, like, every player as well. And I'm yeah. still, like, one thing that is so good about the Index, you'll go through it every now and again, and you'll just find new things. And if you're anything like me, you'll be a nerd and do some math with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I was doing while I was writing an article for Double Media this week is I was I, I looked at, like, the overall strikeouts leaderboard because one of the players that... Uh, retired recently, crossed 2,000 strikeouts this past season. So I kind of wanted to know uh, who, like, 
what that number actually meant, who actually crossed that number, and how many pitchers have actually reached that mark. Yeah. Uh, and the answer was uh, the answer is seventeen. But that's yeah. But the main thing that I did and the math I did with it is that uh, Booz Gooser did it in ten major league seasons because they spent the full five years in the minor leagues that a player is allowed to spend in the minor leagues. The way okay. I figure it, that's like the highest strikeouts per season rate of anybody ever. And that, and it's not something I can verify because it's not something that's tracked or anything, but just being able yeah. to like look at it and see like, hey, that curve is a little shorter. I wonder who has the highest strikeout rate and then do a little math that, and it, and it covers the entire history of the PBE. And I, I just love that portion of it. And I'm, I'm yeah, glad you do um, too. It's, it's funny too. Cause it's like, it goes all the way back to season one, which I think you said there was only six teams. Uh, yes. There were only six teams at the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it goes all the way back there, and now you look at it now, and there's a total of 26. <laughs> yeah, 16 well, majors, minors. 10 minors. Yeah, it's that's like that's a long, that's a long time and a long way. His history, like the beginnings of the minor league, are interesting, and I, I still don't think I know about it, but we can talk talk a little more about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you were, let me check something real quick. You were drafted uh, at number 20 by Kansas City Hepcats. How's that, how's the locker room for Kansas City been so far? How's that been treating you? It's great. It's great. It's, um, it being my first, like, locker room, it was a warm welcome. It was, uh, it's it's thick, too, because, like, I think there's, the alumni in there are great. There's, like, Dude. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, great team to be on, and I think honestly, I'm surprised that like I was drafted at 20 overall. I thought I was gonna go way later on, to be honest. You thought you were gonna go later than 20? Okay. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't like, I I wanted to like play the confident part of like I I even told Captain that I was like. In the cockiest, like, tone possible of, like, I, I'm going to get drafted in the first round, but I genuinely believe I was going to be in, like, low third round. <laughs> low yeah. third. Well, yeah, it... Miners draft can be really unpredictable because, in a sense, a lot of the players are unpredictable. Some people, it's their very first sim league, and they, you know, might need a lot more guidance and... Mm-hmm. Might love it, might hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you can tend to fall, but generally, if you're more active, and same kind of goes for the majors draft, if you want to start thinking about that already, the more, like, active you are and the more, like, interest you show, generally the higher you'll go. Now, it, some circumstances can change. Like, if there are a lot of recreates who have, like, good histories in the league, they'll tend to go first, but... yeah. Um, it's also like my teammates that were drafted, which there were only two, are actually are wicked fun. Like uh, Tommy Vanderhonken was on the this podcast last week. He's a great dude. 
yeah, I got I definitely got that impression talking with him that he's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like his picture is gonna do wicked well. I can see it happening. Oh yeah, and I've, I don't mean to imply one arc is better than another, but I love flamethrower as archetype for a pitcher. Yeah. You can get you can get some they're like great strikeout artists. And my favorite yep. staff for pitchers is strikeouts. I mean it's strikeouts. <laughs> It's the most fun thing to do. You were the you were the only one the batter had to interact with for them to be out. It's great. Yeah. Me personally, uh, I like I like ERA. The lower the ERA, the more impressed I am. That's yeah. Kind of although, I, although, as as a GM, I've learned that ERA isn't really it isn't always down to the pitcher. Uh, and I, I really learned that uh, when the Dillos didn't have a defense and one of our pitchers had, like, a 7 ERA. So that that wasn't fun for anybody. We, But, you know, it's live and learn. Yes. Build a good defense. Don't, don't let your pitchers starve. Uh, so yeah, speaking of like player and archetype, I, what drew you, how was like the player creation process? I like, I like making almost like a story with my character. I, I love stories. And in, in fact, um, I'm big into like anime, stuff like that. And I wanted to create a player that was like a wicked wild card. Like you and... <laughs> Basically, to embrace the three true outcomes archetype. So, I really just wanted them to be, like, a nasty defender and at the exact same time a huge home run hitter. So, that's kind of what I was thinking when making it. But, yeah. Yeah, and for three true outcomes, I I, I can see the thing of why you'd go there for that. Yeah. The player creator tool was also wicked helpful. It made it so, like, it was actually, like, it was, yeah, no, the player creator tool is sick. Yeah, I still use that to this day to plan out, to plan out builds for my player, for uh, the Dillos players. Wait, wait, do you ever just, like, mess around with it and create a random player? Oh, yeah, so, I've like, done that multiple times. I have, like, a list of recreate ideas already, and I'm very, right. like... I literally, my player literally just got called up to the majors, and I already have, like, three recreate ideas. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, Mike Twitchy, if you're listening, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not going to retire on you guys. <laughs> He's lying. He's planning to retire next season. But, uh, I'd at least wait until all my front-loaded money in the contracts had been given to me. Smart, smart. But yeah, no, 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 I'm not, I, I'm not retired on y'all. I just, I just, I just like having a bunch of ideas. I have like ideas for a pitcher. Uh, I could create another catcher. I could play infield, outfield. Uh, there's so much freedom with the PB. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but the way I've described it to some people is like Road to the Show from MLB The Show on steroids. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great way to put it, actually. 
it's you, you have your own personal player and a bunch of players around you, but everyone else around you is also on their own road to the show. It's, yeah. That's the beauty of it, to be honest. Like, you can always, like... It's great because in PvE, it's... Um, you're playing with other players that, like, have also made a fictional player. It's sick. Yeah, and you, with The Sims, everyone is out on the same field. Once you're up in the majors, every single person who's on that field has been created by a real person. Yeah, that's... It's the beauty. Yeah, and the community aspect of the PvE is, like, one of the main... It's, that's one of the big reasons I've stuck around and gotten so involved with it. Yeah, it's it's always fun to talk about your stats with people. Not even just Run. stats, like, just... Uh, random things that go on. Yeah, exactly. And like the stream, too, those are always amazing. For sure. We've got, we've got some great, we've got some great people who commentate. Yeah. And Twitch chat is also always, it's always active. I, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to like about the PBE. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Prospect League. We talked a uh, we talked a little bit about it before we went live, but I guess for for the record, what did you think about the Prospect League? Oh, I thought it was amazing. I I I I enjoyed that a ton. It was um, I was on the Squirtles right, and we yes. there was there wasn't like a team Discord, but still there were like friendly uh like friendly bragging friendly um get talking you get it yeah in, in, yeah. in like the rookie discord yeah oh it, the it was so much uh the last like game of the world Se- of the prospect league world series was actually amazing that was insane dude that that like that made me jump up in my seat. No joke. I, I genuinely stood up when I was sitting down just when I was watching that. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm really I really like the prospect leagues and I as an idea. And I was I didn't go through the minor league draft at all, so I, I was a waiver claim mid season. So I didn't I get I didn't get to experience that or anything like it. But it's so mm-hmm. fun to watch every season. Even if I can't, like, physically watch because I'm doing other stuff, it's great to follow along with the stats and everyone, you know, just following yeah. their team. It's – the thing with Jose, too. Like, I, I, I went on the um, Prospect League index. His stats are insane. No, they're not, like – he's not, like, that amazing. He's just luck. I don't know. He's, he's always there. Yeah, he – He's just always he, he had like five triples in the prospect league season. Did you see that? Five triples. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and his batting average wasn't even like that good, which was insane. No, I, I I just pulled it up. His his average was a two forty three. 
Yeah, that's not so, spectacular though. I think the leading no, one. No, that's not great. I mean, the I I th- I feel like it's a little unfair to compare it to the leading one because the leading one was a four oh eight. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I think the one I remember because I did an article about it was Cal Picos, and he had like point three fifty. I think. Yeah, three fifty three. Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah. But, and that's kind of like the one I was going off of, but still, I mean, 250 ain't that good, but I'm not going to say it's bad. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not great, but it's not, it's not terrible. Yeah, yeah, he he did something, you know. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, all the narratives with the Prospect League with, Jose and the stories that are just told on stream every time, and you know, getting yeah. getting people invested that way, just in this mm-hmm. small little league that has no bearing on the actual PBE itself. Just yeah. having something to you know, talk baseball, talk our players. It's awesome. Yeah, the streams are like the streamers are great. Like they even when like nothing's interesting happen happening they always talk about something interesting you know for sure yeah i think i i think got i got most of like my um what is it i forget the word support from the stream from like watching the streams and just hearing them talk okay so so like like things you learn about the league and stuff like that yeah random facts and how to do things you know that's yeah no the, it plus the media side of things the, the that those, those are thick like all, seeing everyone's like opinions about what's happening is always great i think captain already has like five articles already and every time i read one i'm like i i'm in, completely engaged i feel like five might be light Really? I, th- I feel like he's written more than that. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just thinking he's written okay. more than he actually has because I see him around so often. I'm going to say this. I feel Chapman's like he's written a lot more. Like, his normal Discord conversations with like in the uh, in the draft class Discord uh, that those alone could be media articles. Like I, we have to people have like tried to remind him of like to put these statistics on a media article. I think he'd have, like, two more than he already has if he included everything. No, three more. Easy. If he included everything he was talking about. Like, through normal Discord chats. Wow. And, yeah, I believe yeah. it, because I, I... I've seen what he's written in Season 40. I, I talked to him a little bit uh, earlier this week. Uh, about the podcast and about the league a bit in general, so. Yeah. And, you know, a bit of a teaser for next time. He'll probably be on. Spoiler alert. Um, let's see. Uh, we talked a little bit about the draft already, but what about, like, the... How are you feeling about, like, the pre-draft process and all the scouting conversations that were going on? The scouting was interesting. Every scout had, like, they each, they were, like, not, I'm not going to say laid back, but they were, they were casual. They were nice. They made it a good, like, friendly conversation. 
I, I think when I first joined, which was, and I was when I was expecting to be scouted, I thought it was gonna be like, all right, name, birth date, what's this, what's that, like wicked formal, but it was pretty open-ended and I like that. Um, but each different scout had like a different way of going about things. And I don't think, yeah, there were like the repeating questions of like, how did you come up with your player? But they were all, they were always different, you know? Yeah, so, like, like there was always like some yeah, twist it gave on me, it. It gave me like a, almost like a picture of how I imagined the team, like a really good picture on it, which I think is accurate. Yeah, generally, we, we generally trust our best guys to be ambassadors for our team. Yeah. It was also fun, too, because I, like, I had good conversations with the scouts. Like, just about the league and things like that. It was fun. Um, but it was all... I'd say, like, the Prospect League, perfect, keeps me busy. But, like... Still, it's uh, it's a long wait, even with the prospect lead, just to get to the draft. Yeah, but I think for sure. It's kind of like the beauty of it, like the fact that like you're waiting for it, and when it finally happens, it's just that much better, you know. So, yeah. And yeah, that that's kind of one thing I experienced secondhand from one of my from one of the Dillo players that I'm always talking with. Like every day, it's like one day closer to the major league draft because he was rookie last season, so he was going to be drafted to a major seems like, I'm so nervous, I'm so excited, I really see where I want to go. So, yeah, Yeah. for, like, the next five or six weeks, that's going to be you. Seriously. But I'm, like, uh, I think, like, the regular season is going to be different than the prospect league because that's, like... The, yeah, the Prospect League has a lot of players, like, in it. But, and, like, we talk to the rookie Discord. But, like, I actually have a team Discord now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that'll be fun, you know, watching the streams with my uh, with my teammates and just talking about that. Plus, being on a great team like the Hepcats, I'm so excited. Yeah, Hepcats are very, very well-managed team. Yeah. Uh, Bauer and DeGumpa have been, they've done oh, great, great there. They, great. and honestly, I feel like most minor league teams are run by good people now. Yeah. So they're, they're like, I honestly can't think of a team that would be a bad place to be. All of them, all of them are good. But yeah. Hepcats have had a lot of success on the field. Uh, and also, I feel like I'm not allowed to dislike them because just about everyone on my majors team was a headcat. Seriously, that's awesome. Yeah, there aren't there aren't like traditional feeder teams with like the minor leagues. You can't Wait, I mean, you, um, you can't really get away with that. Yeah, that's the headcats are cool too because like there's tons of like tradition in it, you know. It was just such a long-running team and successful, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like the Blue Jazz thing. I, I literally started listening to Blue Jazz because of how it was. That's but, awesome. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I think it's, like, faded, but I'm, I, it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, like, like I was saying, uh, there's not really traditional feeder teams. But when the GMs of the majors team uh, had very, very close ties to their minors team, either they were like they were GMs there or, you know, very trusted war room members there, they tend to draft from there because those are the guys that they've been interacting with through their entire rookie season. Okay. So that's that's why the Toros have like a bunch of Hepcat players, uh, and it's and you'll see that with some teams more than others. Like Indianapolis mm-hmm. drafted a bunch of Dillos this season. So, okay. the the joke in the locker room now is that we're an Indianapolis feeder team. That's that's awful. That's that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great team. So, yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm really excited to get to the regular season. I'm. I uh, I already planned. Like, I tried to figure out how to like um screen share my phone to the TV because I have a wicked like weird TV. I tried to figure it out. I finally figured it out, and I'm so hyped for tomorrow night. I have like popcorn set up and everything already. I bought. I went out and bought popcorn today. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and with with like the league streaming schedule, usually like Tuesdays and Saturdays are mostly major league games, or like all major league games, and then like Wednesday, Thursday, you'll get. Uh, more minor league games with some major league games mixed in there. Okay. Uh, and then you and every and with Twitch chat for every game, there's like a prediction that goes on with the channel points. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and the and those are all just, those are all just like mini bets. Okay. Those are. Those Wait, are really. Can turn channel points into uh, PVE money. Uh, yes, if you fill out a, uh, there's a Google sheet or a Google form somewhere that you fill out with like your information, and it gets saved somewhere. And then when you redeem the channel points on the Twitch channel on the Twitch channel for the million dollars, you get that put into your account within the next few days. Okay. And I think it's uh, ten thousand points. So it's so it's not something that's you know, you know, it's something you build up to eventually, or you just go all in every time and yeah. maybe get like one or two per stream if you're lucky. Still easy money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And money is uh, money is important. De- it's definitely important. I not sure I'd go so far as to say like cash is king, but cash is kind of king. Okay. How about this? Cash is prince. How about that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. I I mean, I prefer to print cash, but, you know. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, I just had this film. I just have this idea. They could make, like, in the merch shop, right? They could have, uh, like, PBE money. You could just buy, like, fake <laughs> oh. So like like they send you like what the money would actually look like in universe. Yeah, 
and like you get let's just say you get like five ones like a dollar one dollar bill five dollar bill i don't know or maybe we could make a thousand like um Hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, one mil, five mil, and then you could have that like one ten mil one. Yeah, or have like how much God on the like face of the card. <laughs> That's awesome. That's such That's a good cool. idea. I I'm actually gonna write that one down. That's funny. That, yeah, that's that's a good one. PV money in the merch store with Hummus's face on it. You could also have an Enoch's face on one. That'd be hilarious. Or just, no, yeah, you could have just, just like the greatest, like greatest users in PBE history on money. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I feel I feel I feel we're kind of blowing through some of these. Don't uh, yeah. Park is. Either Park's really good at stretching these out, or I'm not good at it, so. I mean, there's only two people in this call, so it's kind of hard. That's true. Well, we'll we'll try to keep it going for another, at least another 15 minutes, so you'll get, so you'll get good money from it, if not the entire 8 million from getting to a full hour. Uh, That's true. Good thing, though, uh, we are... I am planning on getting this to Park Wadden. He's planning on getting it posted tonight before the double media deadline. Yeah. Uh, I, so even, even if you, uh, even if we don't get to the full hour tonight, you'll get paid for the double media, but you'll still have that first time podcast bonus available to you. So you can hop on like, a podcast, like you can hop on another podcast a different time and get like the double money from your first time, even though it's technically your second time. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and the and the main reason they they do that is because they don't want to pay out. Like, if you go for an hour podcast and it's your first time on Double Media, they don't want to pay you sixteen million for that for doing one hour of work. Much as, as as awesome as that would be, the media team doesn't want to do that. I mean, sixteen mil. Oh my god, that's sixteen million. That, that, that is our no. I have um. I have fifteen million. Like last time I checked my balance, that that is double what I have plus an extra mil. So fifteen million. That's pretty good to start with. Yeah, I did two articles about prospect, um, like my opinion on the top prospect league players. So, and if you want to go check that out, I, I will. The link is below. Not okay. Good. I mean, I may, I, I may as well pull it up. And talk, we, we can talk about that. Sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll rake you over the coals about it. All right, do you want me to send you the link? I think I'll, I'll get it from you if you want. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, well, let me one second. Let me pull it up. All right. And in the meantime, uh, while you're grabbing that, uh, you you did sort of mention that this player, you wanted them to be like a wild card, like you 
like a strong defender with a great arm that you never know when they're just going to go deep with it. Is there any long-term goal you have with this player? Like, do you want to make the Hall of Fame? Do you want to win rings? Things like that. I mean, of course, I want to make the Hall of Fame. And honestly, one world champion, I would, one world championship, one ring, we'll call it. That would be amazing on its own. But I, at one point, I want to league, lead the league or at least get somewhere high up leading the league in RBIs. That just seems sick. I don't know. RBIs have always been, like, the top stat in my mind for a batter. So, why not, oh, why yeah. not aim Not exactly home runs, but still, home runs are sick. But RBIs, perfect. RBIs are the best. Yeah. I I love RBIs, but I'm just an absolute nerd, and I love uh, on-base percentage. On-base percentage. Oh, dude, that's that. That's bizarre. It's such, I feel like it's such a, like, a nerdy stat to play the game with. Because it's not, it's not how good are you at hitting the ball, even though that's part of it. It's just like yeah. how, like oh, how so good are like how good are you at making the pitcher not throw strikes? Yeah, um, I I led the I think I led the actives in walks in the prospect league. No, I was I was either second leading or the first leading in walks in the prospect league. Uh, let's see, walks. Yeah, let's see. It. Yeah, you're tied for third out of the actives. Okay. Yeah, I've also got to say I loved the Prospect League team themes. And even though Jose uh, yeah. was on the Bulbasaurs, uh, I'm a Squirtle guy. Um, originally, I'm going to say this. Um, I've always been a Squirtle guy, but I slowly, like, migrated over... Like, I played tons of Pokemon games. I've always... I always choose the water type first, and everyone makes fun of me for it. Why? But, water types are... The water types are great. I know, but everyone who... Like, everyone... I don't know what it is, but tons of people like fire types, so I'm always getting made fun of for it. But, uh, I think... It's always my first playthrough is water, then my second and... Second is, um... Uh... Grass, and then my third is fire. You are every Pokemon game. You cannot play it without going it through it three times. With like, if you are like a hardcore Pokemon fan, you have to do it each time with a different starter. I well, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just go off completely off topic here with Pokemon. I'll do things like I'll come up with a Pokemon that. I would like as a starter that isn't a starter. Like for like when Ultra Sun Ultra Moon came out and it had like the the own tempo rock rough that evolved into like dusk form. Oh, I used, I use that as my starter. That is awesome. That is respectable. <laughs> I respect that zodiac. Rock rough yeah, is the best. And- Rockruff's great, and Lycanroc Dusk Form is the best Lycanroc. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's take a look at the top five prospect pitchers and top five prospect batters, in your opinion. 
so number one, you had uh, Big Rig. Yeah, no, that was that was kind of like a. I mean, how could I not put him? He led like every stat. Oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah. I yeah, think he didn't set record, like in the history of it too. Uh, one thirty-three RA was that like a record setter for that? Let me look at the leaderboards. Honestly, it probably uh, oh yeah, yeah he did set the record yeah. for single season he also RA got the, um, and single got season the, wins. What was it? He got three awards. I forget the awards, but it was like the he got. <laughs> that that's the first time it's ever happened. He got three different awards. Uh, I think I can see which ones he won. He won the he won the pitching triple crown. He won pitcher of the year, and oh and, and, oh, this is topical. He got second in MVP voting. Who Have got you, first? Uh, who got first? Let's see. Uh, and inactive. So oh, really, if you, if you oh. think about it, he did win the MVP. Yeah. Well, we're just going to say he, um, he did set records. <laughs> yeah, he set records. He won pitcher of the year and he got snubbed for the MVP. I think he had nine wins and I, I, I don't wait. Can you check his, uh, record? I can't, I can check single season records, see what he got. He got, uh, Set the record for ERA. Set the record for okay. wins. No, I mean like um, uh, nine wins. How many losses? Oh, he went uh, nine and four. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus. He won, which, which unfortunately win. wasn't good enough for win percentage. Uh, your teammate Tommy Vanderhonken got that. Yeah, no. If um, if you look at it, who I got. Vander Honken, I had him as the third, in my opinion. Yeah, I had him as the top third. And in front of him was like, uh, was Caesar Chafe? Caesar Chafer. Chafer? Chafer? One of those names. Yes. Um... I chose him because, like, I trust my intuition, and he just seems like one of those players. I don't know. Which team was he on? The North. Okay. That was probably, like, why he was so good, because of, like, if the North was leading, right? Oh, Casey Schaefer. Yeah, Casey Schaefer. Okay. Okay, I was looking at that, like, Caesar Chaffer. That name does not sound familiar to me at all. Oh, that's awesome. Did I wait? Did I screw it up like the spelling? The spelling or did I have? Uh yeah, yeah. In the article you spelled it like Caesar after like the Roman Emperor. And yeah, uh, yeah. That's awesome. It's really weird that you call him Caesar like uh in March. Sounds 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 like it's an awkward time to be calling anyone Caesar. I don't know what I was thinking. Then, yeah, you had Vander Honken at three, which I'm absolute, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, isn't, isn't Jocelyn a new creator? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. 
He had, yeah, he had a total of nine starts and eight wins. Eight wins in nine starts. Yeah, no, no wonder he won the. No wonder he got the record for winning percentage. Yeah, yep. That's... Uh, and actually, while I'm thinking of it, Riggs also got the single season record for strikeouts and WAR. Although WAR is such, I don't know how WAR works for pitchers. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I don't for even bat- know how for- WAR works for batters. I have, I have a rough idea of how it works for batters, but for pitchers, I'm just like, sure, dude. Isn't, um, okay, I probably have this completely off. Isn't it, like, how much it contributes? Like, how much the uh, batter contributes to the team? Yes, and there's a formula for it that uses, like, weighted on-base average plus, like, like there's something for base running and stolen bases in there, and it takes into account fielding as well. Okay. So it's like, and the, the idea behind the stat is like, if the player had been replaced with someone who was perfectly average, how many mm-hmm. how many more fewer wins that team would have? I see. Um, the next one was Ligamed McBod. McBobface, which I chose him because of the, um, he led the actives in K per nine inning pitch with 9.2. I don't even know how that, yeah. And I just, like, I went with the idea of, like, the, um, the contact killer. Like, I don't know. He just... Just can't hit off. Yeah. That's kind of what I was going for. Yeah, and I... Point four hits per nine innings pitch. That's I'm not sure if that's good or not because I'm not like know the prospect league average off the top of my head. But oh, I've, I've got I've got no clue how that fluctuates from year to year. Ah, uh, who the hell knows? Yeah, I'm honestly I'm learning a lot of these stats right now because prospect league stats, and as I'm sure you've learned, the prospect league stats mean basically nothing for how people draft. Yeah, it's a completely different sim file, and just, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, there are some weird things that the main sim file can do that you can that you just never expect. Like, every, for example, like, every batter has, like, there's a stat for how many times you get hit by a pitch over, like, 550 oh, yeah, plate appearances. Oh, yeah, yeah, and every single batter is set to five. And some batters just get hit way more than others. Yeah, I heard something about that. Doesn't it, like, doesn't the eye stat, like, do that? I mean, that would make sense. Is it the like, eye stat? I'm, I, I think I heard this from, I think I heard it from Enoch on a stream. So, I don't know. I If, if Enoch said it, I'll believe it. Yeah, no, I, I believe it, too. It also makes sense. I mean, on base, I, patience, you get it. I mean... Yeah. You'd think I, if the I person just, had a good eye, they would be able to, like, get out of the way and move, but, you know, who cares? No, you, you just get some people, like, uh, in the game, Ruben Ramirez, who apparently just leans into every pitch. <laughs> hey, it's a strategy. Um, I um play baseball, right? A friend of mine who was on my team, 
he got hit by a pitch at least twice every game. Wow. No joke. That, yeah, mu- that must have been, like, an amazing display of play crowding. Oh, my. <laughs> he, not, like, to shame or anything, but he was, like, a chubby dude. But he wasn't, like, big, you know? They, the pitchers must have, like, really sucked or really got pissed off to try and hit him that many times. But honestly, though, I was, like, amazed by it because he, um, he'd always get thrown out on the bases. Oh. Like, he'd get on base and then he'd run and something would happen and he just, he he wasn't slow. He was one of the older kids, right? Mm -hmm. But but every time he got thrown out. (laughs) Dude, look, when you get on, you, if you, you can get on base, but you can't do anything if, if no one else can move you around. Yeah, yeah. Um, thing is, though, he also had, like, tons of runs. Okay. So, it made sense, kind of. I, don't, I, mean, I, don't I mean, I mean, shoot, I hope if you get on base a bunch, you score a lot of runs. Yeah, but the thing was, our team, like, we didn't have that, we didn't have a good batting average. We were, like, we were defensive kings, like, we led the um, league. I'd like to think that, but we probably did lead the league in, like, outs, put-outs, right? Mm. But our offense, probably one of the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the part I love about baseball, though, is because, like, you could have the teams are, like, the stats are just... The stats are perfect. Like, there are so many stats. So many stats, but, like, that way, the because it has so many stats... Players are so diverse, you know? For sure. Like, you could have um, a first baseman who... Usually first basemans, like, aren't fast. They're heavy hitters, right? But you... I think the first baseman on my team, he was extremely fast. But he And he wasn't tall. He was short. But he played first base because he was just so much better at it. It's like a diverse sport. I I agree with that. And like, like two of my favorite players are just complete polar opposites. Like, wait, wait, name them. Let's see. My favorite MLB players. Uh, my favorite, even though like even though I'm a Cardinals fan, my favorite player is Ichiro. That's fair. Yeah. Just because you know he's he's the kind of guy he just gets hits. He gets on base. He's fast as hell. And every once in a while, he'll just go deep like it's no problem. Yeah. Who's the second? And the other, my other favorite player uh, is Yachty. Yeah, no, that's, that's different. Yeah, and then, and then like, kind of my third would, would be, like, Pujols. Who's just, like, that kind of pure power hitter guy. Yeah. All right. Baseball, like, not even within PVE is just archetypes. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. I and I and I I think our system captures that pretty well. Oh, definitely. I mean, look at um, the pitching ar- archetypes. For one, pitching's like wicked. You can be wicked diverse and open with that. But like, you have things like flamethrower, and you have things like Joe Butler. Hmm. You know, perfect. 
it does, I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way, but I feel like, I feel like there are more pitching archetypes than just the three that we could use, but I have no idea how they'd be balanced. So, I'm... I mean, it's hard to make a new archetype going in with the logistics, you know? Yeah, and also with, like, like in the sim, movement control and stuff are, like, the three main pitcher stats yeah. that you can change. So, it doesn't... Thing is... Like, what would you have? You would have, like, someone who could excel in stuff and then have, like, no movement on their pitches. Just yeah. to be different from the flamethrower who's... High stuff and no control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't don't really know how that would work out. I, I, I just like having more diversity. Is there like a... I feel like there should be um, uh, an archetype. I'm not sure if this is an already thing that like specializes in like diverse pitches. Like having... Like, wait, how many pitches can a player have? Uh, up to five. Up to, okay, so that wouldn't work. Oh, so, yeah, so well, you'd want, like, a pitcher who throws, like, just everything? Yeah, you'd have, like, you like, the thing with the archetype would maybe be, like, you lose 20 starting TPE, but you can use up to well, two more pitches. So, like, it's just, like, you go from knuckleball, circle change, fastball, you get it. But I feel like that'd be too overpowered, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, there are just a couple pitches that are in OOTP that we don't use in the PBE because they're a nightmare to balance. Like, the knuckleball right. being one of them, and then you're only allowed to have one of the two change-ups. The knuckleball is hard to balance, in, like, in reality. <laughs> it is. It's It's such a good pitch. Yeah. I love. It's, I, it's I love watching a good knuckleballer. You know what? It's perfect. You have fastball, changeup, and knuckleball. Like I can just see that working t- wicked well. I read somewhere that like for some reason, like if you have a knuckleball and a fastball on the same pitcher in OTP, it causes the knuckleball to just be way less effective. No clue if that's true or not, but I'm. I'm at the point where I'm just learning as much as I can about the sim engine and hoping yeah. some of it's right. It's come to the point when, like, yeah, I'll believe it. I'm not sure if it's actually true, but I'll believe it. Yeah, yeah and, that, oh, and then you have all the batter archetypes as well, which... Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I feel like it doesn't matter too much in the minors for a lot of them. I mean, with the, like, maximum 350 TPE, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, but well, like, like obviously that... speed is going to be, oh, like, speed is always going to be really fast for the miners, and Magician's always going to have good defense. Mm-hmm. But Magician's can also be fantastic hitters. Yeah, uh, I also think, like, with the archetype I chose, with the three true, three true outcomes... The maximum 55 baptism, I think it's going to be, like, when I first thought about when I first looked at it, I didn't think it was going to be, like, that much. Now, the more I think about it, I, f- I just see how much, like, how much of a difference it's going to have. You know? Oh, Having yeah. 55 it, baptism 
and a not not even like a sixty five bathroom. Huge difference. So Yeah, fifty five is a very I want to say it's the lowest BABIP in the league, but I don't know for certain. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the wild guess and say I think so. Reason being is I mean the whole idea of the three true outcomes is like low chance of hitting, but when you do hit it, you send it out of the park. Yeah, and it's just like I'm either gonna hit a dinger, I'm gonna walk, or I'm gonna strike out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is no in-between. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the minors, I'm not really going to see that. But I want to get into the majors. I'm definitely going to see that. Oh, yeah. In the majors, it's going to... In the majors, your archetype makes a big difference. I mean, yeah. I it, it should. It defines the kind of player you are. Yeah. Like, yeah. a magician in the minor leagues might be worth, like eight and a half war if, under like the right circumstances because but they I mean, they can have a fantastic defense because it's naturally so high but you also yeah. have enough TPE that you can become a very good hitter which is which yeah. is what happened with uh, James Dion a couple seasons ago where he posted an eight and a half war season oh my seriously that's that's Hall of Fame like stuff right there, right? Yeah, and part oh of the God. reason part of that reason is because the like there was one other good shortstop that season. Uh and there were other shortstops who were not good at all. Like inactive or just like bad. Uh mostly inactive. There were okay. there were a shortage of good middle infielders at the time. Yeah. I, and I think like as a I, result, there was, like, the zone rating for their fielding was just ridiculous. Let me see if I can find it. But, um, yeah, no, my, um, like I said, how my friend used to do this. I, like, asked him about it. He said, he said he, uh, played magician, and he had, like... He, what he told me was he, he put a ton of TPE into fielding rage, and I think he said he had a 75 in that. Yeah, 75, 75. range, yeah. Yeah. Isn't, is that, like, is that excessive, or is that, like, expected for, uh... He said he played second base in shortstop. Like, in the minors? Yeah. 75 range is definitely excessive. Yeah, he said he didn't, like, do good in the minors, but apparently he did, like, decent in the majors. I, I don't... Yeah, you get it. Yeah, I mean, in the majors, uh, at least right now, Magician is, like, one... is like, the archetype for a shortstop. And that's... Yeah, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses to that. On the one hand, you have a lot of very good defensive shortstops. On the other hand, there aren't... Re- there isn't really a whole lot of space for the more offense-focused shortstops. Okay. Because for a lot of GMs, having good defensive shortstop is make or break. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I, I'd kind of like... is it, And I'm absolutely guilty of 
hoping and praying and throwing a celebration whenever a magician shortstop creates during the draft process. But it, it might for I think it would be really cool to see like a few magicians and then have some have some offensive shortstops who yeah, they won't be as good on defense, but they like they'll actually be You wanna kinda like even it out sixty forty? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like you won't have like you won't always have this amazing fielder. But still, he, I mean, shortstop's kind of like, I, I think it's the second most important fielding position, in my opinion. What's the, what would be the first? Well, I think it's center field, but don't quote me on that. But center field is definitely important. Center field's, I, center field's definitely important. I don't know if I'd call it the... I don't know if I'd rate it above shortstop, but having a good center fielder is definitely important. Yeah. No, I um I mean I to me, I think center fielder is better. It's because just gonna be honest with you, I don't like think we should range the like fielding positions from like the most important to least important. I mean, as like a GM you can, but like as a player, every well, still as a GM, you every position is important. I mean, like, I think, dude, what was it? A left fielder um, I saw on, like, a, another team that I played against once. He sucked. Every time we hit it, it was to him, and that's the reason why that team lost the game. So yeah, one, uh, It's very, if there's a weakness in the defense, yeah, it'll show. Oh, yeah. Although one thing I love about like corner outfield sometimes, every once in a while they'll just be like they'll be like back at the warning track and someone's rounding third, and they'll just throw a laser and they'll be out trying to get a run. That's yeah no those are those plays are always so like fascinating you know it's it, it like blows you away. An outfielder with a, with a strong arm is always great. Mm-hmm. And look at that. That's one of that's one of Ichiro's most iconic plays. No wonder I like him so much. Yeah, um, dude, center field center fielders when they throw home, dude, it is the most like stunning thing. Definitely. Yeah. And like when when it works too, even if it doesn't work, the fact that he threw it from like the wall all the way to the catcher is just insane. But yeah. I wish I had that kind of arm for anything. Seriously. Dude, I'd, I'd wish I... I wish I could even play center fielder at that point, you know? <laughs> exactly. Just be able to have the range, not even, like, not even the arm, just be able to get to the ball at any time. Yeah. Okay, so here, here were the zone ratings for, like, the two good shortstops in season 37. There was James Dion, who had 8.4 war that season. Insane. And his zone rating as the shortstop for the Hepcats was 
plus 23.9. Jesus and, Christ. And the, the, other, the other good shortstop that season was Randy Fastrack on the Kingpins, who had plus 24.7. I'm sorry, what? Plus 24.7? Yes. Oh my god. Those were the two shortstops that season. I think those were those two players, not even shortstop. Jesus. That's good. Yeah, and zone rating is a very comparative stat, so if I were to pull up, say, oh, let's the Flamingos. Although they had 71 wins, so their shortstop was probably fine. Uh, they had corner vacuum playing shortstop. And he... He had a minus 4.2. So that that's actually not too bad for who... for, like, what it could have been. So I guess, I guess I'll bite the bullet and call out my own team, the Dillos. Oh, I know what we were doing that season. We were we rotated between a few shortstops that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, but the one who spent the most time there was uh, was Jaden Zielinski, who had a minus eight. And between the team, we added up to a minus ten point nine. I'm not gonna say anything, just because that's like bad. And I don't want to let. No, no, it, no. It's fine for me to do it because I'm making fun of my own team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, or I was like half, like I spent the back half of that season as the GM. Wait. So did you like switch or something mid one? Yeah, the the GM at the time, he decided it was time for him to step down and he handed the reins to me mid-season. Yeah. Talk about being sudden. No, I mean, we'd planned for it. It was just kind of a weird time to fully hand the reins over. Yeah, 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 okay. Uh... You know what, I'm going to stop looking at this season for the Dillos. I just saw our center field and second base zone ratings. I don't want to look at that anymore. That's 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 not fun. I don't want to look at that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we've been talking for over an hour now. You get all your questions out. <laughs> uh, I've kind of had all my questions done for for a while now. I guess I didn't ask how like how your spring training went on on the pot itself. Oh, I um, I think it went well. I got, I'm not sure if I already said this. My player had a six RBI game, and I was kind of like blown away by it because I wasn't expecting to have a good one, especially with my like starter build. So, yeah, I think it went pretty well for a rookie player. Yeah, I'd but, say so. Let me take a let me take a quick look at like what how it was across the stretch. Uh. No, 776 OPS. That's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, you tied for home runs and RBIs with uh, last year's runaway MVP. Wait, actually? 
Yeah, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Uh, he won the, from what I can tell, the very first batting triple crown in minor league history. Jesus. And so, uh, wait, yeah, he you? he hit three home runs and twelve RBIs, and you had the same. All right, where are you finding these spring training stats? <laughs> Uh, I went, I pulled up the game and I loaded up the most recent spring training file and, uh, oh, then you're on file. okay, got it. Yeah. The fly, no, the index does not do a very good job of tracking spring training stats. Oh no, not at all. Basically, um, you basically have the most recent box score to look at. Okay. Yeah. Um, wait, I'm trying to find, it was here, here it is, here it is. It was, uh, we faced, let me just pull up the day. Yeah, the game, we faced the, uh, Firehawks. We lost 7-9, to nine. but even though that was the case, my player had six RBIs with two hits and one strikeout and one run. At that point, you did, you, you did everything you could do. I know, like... I was, <laughs> the team didn't win, that's not on you. Yeah, I, um... I I think... I think that says one triple, and I got a... Six, uh, I got three runs um, off of six-inning home run. Uh, yeah, four at-bats, two hits. Two. Dang, if you had... You were you were a single and a double away from the cycle. If you'd if you'd managed yeah. to hit just that a little bit more. Yeah. No. Um. That triple there. If I hit that out of the park, I think that would have been a grand slam. If what? Like if my math is correct. Yeah, it would have been. What if it says two on, one out? Second, like two. Oh so, yeah. Okay. Well, oh wait. No. I'm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're looking at the triple. Yeah. Ah, uh, dude. Where's the home? Your home run was a grand slam though. Oh, okay. That's that explains it. Jeez. So yeah, you. I mean, still a bases clearing triple. Did you get? Did you get a ride home from that? No, you were stranded. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I I was uh I was like I looked at it one day, um, and I was just this was like the day after the final stream. I woke up. I went on the index because I was like, I couldn't watch the stream and I was like, wicked uh, antsy, you know? I looked on it, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's very much like a, how did that happen? Yeah, no. Uh, and I, the most recent game, win 7-3. to three, And I got that game, I had a three at-bats, three runs... I had two hits. How do wait? How do I have three runs with two hits? No, uh, I, wa- I walked on one of them. Okay. Yeah, and I was thinking like, uh, like fielder's choice, a walk, yeah, error, anything like that. Hmm. And I know, I know, spring training records uh, like mean nothing, but you were the Hepcats were tied for the second best record through spring training. I saw that, yeah. You know what's amazing? The reason why I know that is just because of Captain. <laughs> One of his posts. <laughs> Dude, I'm... It's... 
I'm I'm excited for every week on the on the prospect pipeline. But mm-hmm. the way the way Captain like writes a bunch of stuff, like like he writes so much and he and he just goes all in. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like. I'm kind of excited for next week. I am too. I'm gonna be honest with you. He, like, I, I feel like I'm gonna start like have, uh, having to like rush myself because like, I came up with an idea when I was uh, gonna write it. He straight up posted it, and it was the exact same thing I was gonna do. So oh. I feel like I'm gonna be like in a rush to get things done. <laughs> like, I he's just gonna take all the ideas. It's funny. Still though, wicked informative. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think that's. I think that's a good place to end it. You have anything yeah. else you want to say to the league? Nothing I can think of. Just um. I don't know. Yeah. No. Nothing. All right. So yeah. that's gonna that's gonna do it from us. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened to the Prospect Pipeline. And uh, we'll see you guys next weekend. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.